0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to Practically Zero Waste, a podcast for making zero waste living as practical as possible. This week, we're wrapping up the DIYs with Allison and getting into a handful more of the harder category, as well as also jumping all over the place with new ideas as they dawn on us. If you've tried any of the DIYs from last time, or if you've been following along with my jean repairs on Instagram, then send me a picture or tag me in your projects. I would love to see what you're up to. Without further ado, let's get crafting. Yeah, that's great because it prevents it from fraying for a little while if you're washing them a lot um then obviously yeah it's gonna do it if you're interested in doing like a little hand stitching project you could just kind of do a blanket stitch all Mm -hmm. the way around the edge too yeah that'd be embroidery floss
1: probably easy but um for me I, I, I don't like, have the patience, I don't think, no, to do that. No, I feel that. like
0: that is a project for, like, okay, you're a student in university and you finished all your homework and you're just going to, like, curl up with a movie and, like, stitch a hem around the outside of a yeah. handkerchief. That's that's what I would have done in my university days. That's right. So. <laughs> that
1: actually sounds kind of relaxing. Yeah, that sounds great. I wish I had the time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Instead, we are here sitting and podcasting.
1: <laughs> oh, another, another place to get great secondhand fabric Ooh. is just... Like asking on your local Facebook buy-nothing page yeah. or the swap-and-trade, like the one that you and I are part of, for instance, in our community? Uh, for like, it's kind of like a mom swap-and-trade mm-hmm. sort of thing. So yes, not I'd...
0: just swapping mom or child things. It's also just anything Lots that you want to swap. people are looking
1: to get rid of like stuff that, you know, they had good intentions of using or they've used most of it and have little scraps and aren't going to yeah um, do that. I, I love love finding things like that there because yes it's it was made or bought for a project right so mm-hmm. then usually it's pretty cute or mm-hmm. um I don't know something that you might not find in a store anymore or mm-hmm. in a thrift store you just kind of I don't know sometimes I get uh, a it's really great, great yeah. a really great pattern and it's just oh this is really cute I'm gonna use this for whatever now right all of the different DIYs all of the handkerchiefs yeah probably never so <sew.
0: laughs> yeah I mean so when I was getting ready for my son's birth, I just had a bunch of cloth wipes. And I say that like with air quotes because they were just scraps of whatever fabric. I think I cut up one old t-shirt that was super stained. Uh, But then somebody I know who um, quilts gave me a bag of fabric scraps because I had said that I was going to look into textile recycling in the city and I never did. So I just had this bag of fabric scraps from all of her quilting, but a lot of it was flannel and like nice soft things for baby quilts that she had done. And so I have a bunch of really random sized um, <laughs> scraps of flannel that have you know, frayed quite a bit over the year, but uh, like have just been really easy and we're totally free and are Using
1: things that were going to be thrown away, so that's right. You saved it for for a while, and it, it came. It, you were you put it to good use. Right? Mm-hmm.
0: The hard category. So I don't know if it is necessarily hard, or if it's just more product. Or um, these DIYs just require a little bit more skill with sewing, or will require uh, more than one ingredient, or more than two mm-hmm. ingredients. Um, and one of them is. Beeswax wraps. So, what do you do to make that? Because I've never made it before, (laughs) but I know that you have and you've had some success with it. And uh, I think that if you have access to things like beeswax and jojoba oil or whatever you use, either in bulk or low waste or something like that, then that's awesome.
1: Yeah. So, we had a lot of beeswax um, and jojoba oil, for instance, um, because we were making. Uh, sort of our own, like, beauty stuff. I um, <laughs> can't think of what, what do we call it, but, like, uh, like uh, a beard oil or something. Clearly not from me, because <laughs> i think we don't have to deal with facial hair um, all of the time. Oh, it gets so itchy, I bet. Anyway, I don't know why I'm talking about that. Uh, but my husband used a lot of, um, not a lot, but he would like to use uh, beard oils and yep. um, and, like, creams and stuff like that. But often you don't know what's in certain things. Right. Yeah. So that's um, another
0: reason why a lot of people want to make their own product just so that they know uh, what's in them and you can
1: control the ingredients. Exactly. So we had a lot of beeswax, for instance, um, in the little pellets. So I I decided I wanted to try to make beeswax wraps because I had some Mm -hmm. of the Abigo ones for a few years and they were fabulous. And of course... It is not as easy as as one might think to just melt. Um, right, yeah. So you have, um, let's start with fabric. You have like any fabric that you've
0: got from a thrift shop and it, it's preferable that it's cotton. I think so it's that at preferable the end... that it's cotton and
1: clo- like tightly woven Yeah. because um, you wouldn't want like... It's I mean, a... not just holes, but you wouldn't want it to be sort of loose, mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, so nothing like a set of sheets
0: that have worn thin or something, like, you wouldn't want that. You want something that's kind of good condition, like, tightly woven and cotton, so that at the end of its life, or linen, I guess, um, at the end of its life, it could be composted.
1: Yeah, exactly. I imagine it probably just depends on personal preference, really. Mm-hmm. Um, you could probably use whatever you want, but I, I think to... Oh, yeah, you I gotta... guess, yeah, we're just... We're just suggesting something This is just what I've like, read, is you want, like, a tighter-knit cotton, I think. Cool. I think the reason why this might be in the harder category, too, is because it is time-consuming. Mm-hmm. If you have one oven, for instance, you're not going to be able to mass-produce these things. Right. Um, so you might be just making them for your own use or to give as gifts to mm-hmm. friends. But, like, if you're going to try to make wedding favors for a hundred people. (laughs) It's going to take you a long time, right? So that might be why it's in the harder category because it is a bit time consuming, albeit pretty simple, I think. Simple,
0: time consuming, and uh, has a few different, less easy to
1: get in bulk ingredients. Yeah. So you might be able to find even larger glass bottles of jojoba oil that you could reuse at a health food store or something. Yeah. Or maybe even asking around, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Asking around town because... Maybe somebody bought some home oil and isn't going to use the whole thing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so asking swap and trade
0: be... or putting it out on like just on Facebook or on social media, just saying, Hey, I'm looking for this. Anybody got some? And then, yeah, I'm sure you'd be mm-hmm. surprised.
1: Yeah. um, And the other thing that you might want is a uh, pine resin or rosin. I've seen it spelled different ways. And okay. I'm not really sure um <laughs> how you, how you say it out loud. Go with what you feel. That's right. I think... I'll I'll just say both. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the idea is, is pretty simple. Like when I, so the first time I tried it, I tried just straight up beeswax pellets and I, I cut my strips of fabric and I used my pinking shears again. Um, and I just cut a few different sizes. I cut a few in circles. Mostly, um, I did squares or rectangles, but some, sometimes it's nice to have a circle for like covering a bowl bowl or something. And I just took my pellets and I sprinkled them on top. Fairly um, evenly and just like... yeah, just one thin even layer mm-hmm. uh, to cover. And I just made sure that each little piece of fabric. piece of fabric had a little bit or a few pellets on it so that it would melt mm-hmm. pretty evenly, as if you were putting cheese on a pizza. There you um, go. Yeah. <laughs> so you want if you want your crust all the way covered. Yeah. Yeah. Cover it. All the way with With the cheese. All the way with the cheese. Exactly. (laughs) Uh, So
0: (laughs) that's... So pretty even layers of beeswax pellets. And so,
1: and then you put it in the oven. Just on a really low setting, I think, or Mm -hmm. low temperature. So probably 150 maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's pretty cool. If you leave the light on which is probably the smartest way to do it. Um, you just watch it and it's it's cool because you see it's, it almost looks like a time lapse video or yeah, something in real life because really you just quick. see everything melting. And once once your oven's hot enough, you just make, it goes fairly quickly. And I just took them out and I lay them on a baking rack mm-hmm. and um, let them cool. And then you just have to make sure you wash them in cool water. Yeah. Um, now, the recipe with involving jojoba oil and pine rosin, I think is pretty straightforward. You would just probably want to mix the two i'm not sure of the ratios right now but yeah we'll put put um, it yeah yeah, or or on this link and you just add some drops as you're just before you're going to bake it and
0: uh, oh so you would put drops on the fabric of this oil and um you've also got a layer of beeswax
1: pellets yes so okay so actually i should clarify um I haven't done it that way. That okay. sounds a little bit more simple. The way I've done it when I've added jojoba oil and pine rosin, resin, not sure, <laughs> um, is I have melted the beeswax sort of in a oh, okay. in a double boiler, boiler and uh, mixed all the ingredients together and then just uh, wiped it on with a brush, like a yeah. silicone brush or a... Yeah. Um,
0: Kind of like, like a barbecue like, brush, yeah, like a barbecue called? brush. Yeah, I don't know, one but, of those
1: things that you use in cooking, like a that's right. Brush. Yeah, not for scraping your barbecue because that <laughs> that'd be weird, but um, <laughs> yeah, and you just brush it on pretty evenly in a thin layer okay. and uh, let it cool and always wash in cool water. Yeah,
0: yeah, I like how simple that sounds. Do you have to have your own like a separate baking sheet and a separate barbecue brush or whatever, like all of these different things? How easy is it to scrape beeswax off of your?
1: dishes that you've used fairly easy um okay. the I always find the those little brushes are sort of harder to to wash anyway sure, no matter yeah. what you use them for okay but um it's fairly easy I would think that you'd probably want to scrape off most of the beeswax into your compost pail yeah before like washing it yeah um, just so it doesn't like clog your sink and also it's probably better that it goes in the compost rather mm-hmm. than down your sink anyway uh so that's that's how I would do it but it, I found it fairly easy and if you if you've got one of those little um like going. a scraper, mm-hmm. a metal scraper or something, uh, that you would use for your pots and pans. Mm-hmm. You just use that too to to pick it off or All your right. fingernail, honestly. That's works good, just as well.
0: I have no, I have um, done in the past tried to get uh, wax from candles out of jars and i think i was pretty successful to put it in the freezer and so the wax is frozen and then i've been able to chip it out oh, that's um smart with like a wooden it. spoon or something and that that has also helped so i wasn't sure if maybe if you had it on a baking sheet or in a double boiler if you were mm-hmm. able to just freeze it and that might help chip it out oh that's smart i just never sleek. thought of that
1: um, but it's probably way easier you could also po- probably use if um if you have any of those uh reusable sometimes they're silicone oh, yeah. um, baking uh, sheets, baking sheets that go on top of your Mm -hmm. baking sheet. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Right. What are they called? Baking mat, I guess. Yeah. A mat. One of those silicone mats. You put it on top of the baking sheet. Instead of parchment paper. Okay, cool. um, You could probably put it, do it on that too. Mm -hmm. And that way that might be easier to put in the freezer. And you could like, if you've got a couple of those, swap them out and still use the same cookie sheet because In my house, we just have one cookie sheet Um, and a (laughs) lot of those little reusable mats. (laughs) Don't
0: do enough baking in your house. I don't. I also don't like washing dishes. (laughs) (laughs) The other thing I was thinking about for the beeswax is that if you cannot buy it in bulk somewhere, like somewhere from their market in Toronto, you can order their things online and they do sell beeswax technically in bulk. And so I think it would come in paper. Um, If you can't buy it in bulk, that way like loose then you could probably buy the biggest thing you own uh you can find if you wanted to reduce packaging but another great option is finding like a local apiary or somebody who's making beeswax candles at your farmer's market because uh at least at my farmer's market they sell blocks of Mm -hmm. beeswax and you could shred that up in a similar way that we were talking to about earlier with shredding that's right bar of soap
1: yep employ your children use a a uh cheese grater yourself or like one of those shredder attachments yep. or food processor, food processor. Mm-hmm. pretty easy there you go yeah.
0: and then it's a family activity <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> um cloth produce bags we've talked lots about that on this podcast so i will definitely just quickly run through how we usually do it and uh, if i have a bag and or have an idea of uh, fabric that i want to turn into a bag or something but what obviously put a link for all of these things. We keep saying that, um, so we better do it. The cloth produce bag, I would recommend doing like a big 18 by 10 uh, inch rectangle. You're going to fold it in half the right sides together so the nice side of your fabric together and you're going to sew along two sides so that you still have an open uh, side at the top then you're going to fold down the top uh, so that you can have a spot to put a drawstring so then uh, you can fold that down maybe about an inch uh, down across the top so that the folded part is about an inch wide and then you can uh, stitch just along the bottom of that inch and then leave a little bit of a gap so that you can take a piece of cotton rope or something that you have, maybe an old ribbon, and you feed that through uh, with a clothespin that make, uh, not a clothespin, a safety pin, that makes it really easy. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, then you flip it all right side out and you're good to go. If you want to get extra fancy, then you can um, do rolled hems along all of those raw edges first. your original rectangle before doing all of your sewing so that nothing frays i'm a big fan of the pinking shears and the pinking (laughs) shears are the other option. so you take your pinking shears uh, when you're cutting it out in the first place and then that does prevent a lot of the fraying from happening really if you got one piece of awesome fabric from a thrift shop like the size of a pillowcase you could make a cloth bag a handkerchief and a beeswax wrap, and they'd all match, and they'd all be this really cute pattern. <laughs> you could be very coordinated and eco-friendly at the same time. <laughs> the last one is cloth pads. Have you ever tried making those?
1: Making them? No. That is a little bit above my skill set. Um, I... I have a strong desire to know how, so I would love for you to tell me because I know you have tried (laughs) to make them. Yeah. um,
0: I have made both like ones that you can add more layers to. It's kind of like a pocket uh, in the middle. and So so the basic idea with a cloth pad as opposed to um, a disposable one, the disposable ones have those wings that um, are kind of sticky. That uh, would you fold on either side of your underwear and it sticks together. As a reusable option, it's just a snap, and so you have your two wings and it folds underneath your underwear and it snaps. So there you go. You just trace. <laughs> you can either get um, I'll link a link, a pattern for this that you could um, print out and trace, or just kind of eyeball and trace. Um, but if you have a disposable one, or if you've bought one and Found that the cost is a little prohibitive. Sometimes that can be expensive if you're buying them. Then you can just trace one of those. So you have your basic pad shape with the wings. And then uh, the best way to do it is to have something nice and soft. Uh, I like a flannel for the one side, and then anything like a cotton for the other side. And some people put like a waterproof later layer. You can buy fabric that's called PUL, mm-hmm. polyurethane or ever, but something. Uh, so it is a plastic. And I think the the best part about that is that it's a breathable plastic. So if you were to like take. I don't know, a plastic bag and include that as you're cutting out your fabric pieces and have that as like an inner layer. Yes, technically it would be waterproof, but I think that it wouldn't breathe and you would kind of get hot and it'd be weird. So yeah, do, it don't do that. Comfortable. Yeah, don't do that. Just it, you have two options of if you want to use the PUL, then do a layer in between your soft cotton flannel and your pretty pattern on the outside. Um, you can do that or just skip the waterproof liner and treat it more as kind of like a panty liner thing that you can make instead of having it be a super absorbent cloth pad. So you have your uh, layers, be it two or three, and you sew them along the outside edge. You can use pinking shears so that it won't fray as much and you just kind of do a running stitch along your outer edge, or you can get fancy and uh, sew them right sides together and leave a little gap at the end flip it inside out through this little gap and then hand stitch the edge uh, that was finished. And then you get little metal snaps. You can get them from fabric stores. You can get them from thrift shops. If you're lucky, Uh, you can ask a friend if they have leftover ones. You have that fancy machine that like,
1: I would hardly call it a machine because (laughs) (laughs) it's like a, like a little hand hand clamp, I suppose that has, I have little plastic snaps. Um, the t- they're the typical plastic ones that you would see on a cloth diaper.
0: Yeah. And so you have a thing that will punch a hole and then punch the oh, snap yes. in and press the pieces together. That like takes a little bit more finesse. But if you just buy the metal snaps, which are like coated in something to keep them from rusting, yeah. um, then you can just hand stitch those on as well. Anything else about cloth pads? Yeah. Sometimes I have um, also done ones that have, like I said, a pocket to them. Um, but I think I will leave it at that for now and just kind of leave a link to that because what's nice about that is if you don't have the PUL liner in there, then you can add more layers similar to a cloth diaper. If you know anything about cloth diapers, um, you can add more absorbency. So you could have folded up scraps that are left over from what you've cut out um you could just pinking shear, cut around those and have those tucked inside of a pocket in there and that just makes them last longer before you need to change them and they're really easy perfect and if you want to know how to wash them then you can just listen to episode four five what was it uh where we talk about a
1: zero waste period with garden of eden reusables (laughs) When you're talking about fa- fabric scraps, like I was sort of thinking about all the things I, I love to do. I can't stand getting rid of little scraps, which mm-hmm. drives my husband crazy, um, <laughs> but they're just so pretty. I know. Uh, you could make a scrunchie. That oh, was, yes. That was pretty easy. You mm-hmm. tried that in, uh, a while ago and that seemed pretty easy. I love my scrunchie from you.
0: Yeah. I actually used... so. Sometimes if you're buying sheets and the adorable pattern is on a fitted sheet, then buy it anyway. And you can cut the elastic part off of the edges. And then you have elastic to make some scrunchies. Perfect. I didn't know know. that's where
1: you got the elastic. I thought it was from like an old sewing project or something. Yeah, so
0: you can um, uh, cut out a length of elastic that is the right size for your wrist, that feels comfortable around your wrist. And then you kind of want to find fabric like a long strip of fabric that is probably 3 inches wide by 3 times the length of your elastic. Um, And so you're going to have this big long strip um, and then you sew right sides together all along the long length of the fabric and then turn it right side out. Uh, By like, I don't know, sometimes I use a knitting needle or something to uh, like poke the fabric through so that it's the right side out. You have this big, long, skinny tube. You're going to thread your elastic through and sew that together, just the elastic together. And then you just kind of tuck the ends of your fabric tube in so that the ends are kind of neat. And then you just hand stitch it closed. And easy then enough. you've got like a nice big
1: bunchy adorable. And super fashionable. Because who doesn't love a good scrunchie? Eh? They
0: are so coming back. It's <laughs> it's great. <laughs> I think I also had in the easy category so a zero waste to go kit. Something that if you're just trying to think of all of the really nice zero waste swaps or easy swaps to get rid of disposable things in your life building like a to-go kit that you don't have to take everything in there with you every time but it's kind of like all in a basket by the front door or all hanging in a grocery bag by the front door and you know that okay i'm going out for a walk or i'm going to the gym bring my reusable water bottle i'm going out for lunch i'm going to bring my utensils and my container so the things that i had in there are a water bottle, a travel mug, cloth bags. So a couple different kinds, like you have one that you could put your groceries in or anything that you pick up when you're out. Um, and maybe one or two produce bag size in case you are buying something or you're out and you just want to like get a bagel or That's whatever. Right. You randomly
1: you... end up at a grocery store. You exactly. Know you're hungry. <laughs> exactly.
0: And you want something to put your item in so that it can stay package free. So cloth bags, of different sizes. Um, Utensils, so literally taking the ugliest utensils from your drawer if you have a variety of utensils. (laughs) Um, And if all of your utensils and cutlery are beautiful and lovely and you never want to take them out of your home, then pick some up from a thrift shop because they are like, you could get all of them for under a dollar. So utensils, which, you know, fit really nicely in a produce bag and keeps them clean that way. And cloth napkin, which could also be a handkerchief slash face wipe slash baby wipe, Mm -hmm. whatever you want it to be. (laughs) Cloth napkin is super handy. One time I went to a restaurant really recently and didn't have any container to bring home leftovers and I just couldn't eat anymore. And so I just put all of my French fries in a cloth napkin (laughs) and like walked out with this little bundle. Of, like, put a stick through it and yeah. put it over my shoulder. Um, it's called a bindle stiff, a bindle stiff, yeah,
1: <laughs> a bindle we. stiff of french fries, <laughs> the best kind of bindle stiff, <laughs> clearly,
0: <laughs> with a cloth napkin. There you go. Obviously. Um, and a container, so something that is lightweight, it could be plastic, like a upcycled thing from your recycling, mm-hmm. just something really simple. That if you needed something to put leftovers in. Or whatever you're getting when you're out, you can avoid something disposable by having something
1: reusable. That's right. Yeah, I just had a, a thought. If you want to get really fancy, or like make a to-go kit as a gift Ooh. or something for a friend or mm-hmm. for a family member or whatever um, for the holidays or a birthday, you could it's like a really big hint that they need to make some changes. <laughs> Just kidding. Or maybe they're just really interested in that stuff and would never, you know, have the time to yeah. do it for themselves. You could um, take a piece of either scrap leather. I don't know if there are such things as scrap leather. but um, <laughs> Or even, even just cotton or like a, mm-hmm. an old towel. And you could cut probably a really long strip. Mm-hmm. And then my thought would be, um, if you want to make it really pretty, you could fold it up sort of almost in half. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sew like a thin sort of... Each little section, you could have a section for a fork, a knife, a spoon, a oh, straw, like a cutlery chopsticks. wrap or something. Yeah, and just oh, I didn't know it had a real name. <laughs> 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 I I did that once for my husband for like um uh, like a travel bag for. Oh great! I was gonna say makeup, but he doesn't wear makeup for like a razor and a toothbrush. Oh and stuff great! Like that. Yeah, and you just roll that up, and you could sew a little piece of uh, if you've got a, an old ribbon or something. Yeah, um, from a birthday bag or something that you've been saving. You just sew that on the end, and it's and then super it ties cute. it around. That's Yeah, great. that's so cute. And that's
0: nice because some people like to keep their cutlery clean. I'm, <laughs> I, I recently <laughs> found a fork in my kid's bag, like my bag for my kid, um, that uh, was just really gross looking. And I didn't use it for anything, but I was just like, why is it so gross? And there was some, like... Shortbread cookie had crumbled and mushed. With some sort of like you know formula had spilled. Like it was just like why and how long has it been since I've washed this bag? So some people care and want to keep their cutlery clean. Me, I I just
1: (laughs) and I (laughs) know how much you love washing dishes. Yeah.
0: So this way, I don't have to wash my dishes if that's I right. have things neatly wrapped in a cutlery wrap, which and you could you, make with all of your scrap fabric. That's right, you exactly. And if yeah. you've got a
1: really cute pattern, I mean, why not share that with somebody Everything. you care about? Right? Yeah.
0: Everything should just be wrapped in that's adorable right. secondhand fabrics. Obviously, right? We should just go into business.
1: Quit our day jobs. Go into business.
0: Uh, make sure our kids nap all the time. <laughs> what were we gonna call our
1: business again? Dumpster Peaches. Dumpster Peaches. <laughs> based on based on the actual Dumpster Peaches that you brought to my house one day. <laughs>
0: great that was that uh grocery store in lakefield that Mm -hmm. puts out um which i talked with um valentina on episode 22 self-sufficiency anyway um she has a uh like there's a grocery store that's local that you can go and get anything that they've thrown away and they just put it on racks instead of putting it in a locked dumpster because why would you put it in a locked dumpster it's just going to rot there when somebody might eat it even if it's just to give to their pigs on their farm or their chickens i went there one day and there was so many peaches and so we like made i don't know i think we just ate peaches or made made a crisp
1: oh we made a crisp and we tried to make sausages but that was a whole other fiasco Um, right because the thing broke yes but either way that it was delicious it was delicious
0: we hang out a lot it's (laughs) sad that you're back at work
1: (laughs) i have now that we're talking about this i have so many more ideas We should make this a regular thing not necessarily me um what else uh so you talked about like wipe spray um yeah that would be one to maybe talk about Mm because that's i i find there's just so many well obviously people have preferences right but so many different uh recipes i guess we just used a little bit of witch hazel and water and sometimes essential oil but i don't I literally just use water as like yeah, a Yeah, which is all you a, really need. I just like the witch hazel cuz it's got like a little bit of astringent. Oh, like stuff a properties. Thing? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I never so, knew
0: that. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, and I just I put in a spray bottle and I just spray it on your the wipe or my kid depending. <laughs> but it's also it also is nice for like wiping hands and stuff like that okay, if they've cool. been playing outside at the park or Right. If I have like a tiny spray bottle, yeah, I just do like Really thin layer. I don't measure anything, Uh, and then I just fill the rest with water.
0: Yeah. So let's say like a a five percent of this bottle would be witch hazel, Mm -hmm. and the ninety five
1: percent would be
0: water. There you
1: go. And then you could do super random estimate.
0: Lots of people do like really complicated. I find them really complicated diaper wipe solutions where they've like melted coconut oil and like a couple other like you know soft feeling things and and then they like put their wipes in it and and then let it harden and then it's like
1: I don't know. That's cool, but that's not for me. Like I, <laughs> I sometimes I, I envisioned myself as being that, that parent. Yeah. And I'm not. I and like... I realize just like water. it takes a lot of effort for me to go and get the witch hazel and put it in the bottle. So, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm good with just that personally, but and that's what works for my kids too. But mm-hmm. um, I would imagine that that would up. be really luxurious to
0: have that kind mm-hmm.
1: of yeah solution. Yeah, let's <laughs> just... not tell our children about those because then they're like,
0: mom, why don't you give me that? Why didn't you pamper my bum with more <laughs> attention <laughs> to detail? No, thank you. I'll
1: just <laughs> just leave it at that. End. That's right.
0: Oh my goodness. Yeah. I would
1: be curious also to know how to make a good dishwasher tablet. Oh, um, like yeah, uh, yeah, I guess like a pod tablets. or something. A pod, yeah. yeah. Um, In like an ice cube tray. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of again, those. They, I find, like the internet is great for many things, but then sometimes it just gets really complicated. That's your baby. Keep talking. It's um, okay. <laughs> sorry, I just had this moment of like, oh, is I need to do baby? something because yes. there's there's a baby growing. Um, <laughs> that's not my job anymore. It's not um, my baby yeah. <laughs> That, that would be something I'd be curious to know, like, how, because, yeah, it gets... I just find there's so much on the internet. I just want to know, like, tried well, and true.
0: Yeah, something that already works and that I don't have mm-hmm. to think too much about. And I don't want something that's, like, too sciencey. Oh, like, yeah, gosh, no. That's... Yeah, even, even buying washing soda. Like, I don't know where to buy washing soda package-free. I think that Unwrapped Kawartha sells it. Uh, but, oh, yeah, that's right. But that aside, like, I, I don't know anywhere else that sells it locally, Other than that, um, and, you know, I guess one of those things, it's just one of those things that you have to look for um, Mm -hmm. in a large quantity if you expect to do a lot of DIYs or if you're testing things out and then you're going to run a workshop um, for other people to be able to make some DIY products, then you can use your giant bag of beeswax pellets (laughs) that you've bought on Amazon for that. And it is such a weird toss-up when you're trying to make all of these DIY things to reduce your single-use garbage but everything comes wrapped in single-use garbage. Individual packaging
1: packaging for every single item, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so
0: I guess it's one of those things where you think, well, I've bought beeswax pellets and jojoba oil in plastic packaging, but I've bought secondhand fabric, so that makes up for it. I've borrowed pinking shears, so that makes up for it. And this single use plastic bag that the pellets came in is just one piece of plastic where I am now reducing my use of plastic mm-hmm. wrap yeah. for eternity, I guess. That's right.
1: Although I think to be fair, I think my pellets are in a like a paper bag. And I don't okay. know if there's a liner in it. Yeah. So I haven't looked at them in like a year. Probably now, but um <laughs> they're probably still good. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, I think that like looking at the packaging as like a one time evil that will reduce a lot more Mm -hmm. waste as a byproduct is good. Sort of like a bulk store, right? Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So when you're at a bulk store, it does come to the bulk store in some sort of packaging, often single use. They don't often send things back to be refilled. That larger amount of packaging that they've had is reducing a lot of people's individual packaging waste. So Mm -hmm. you're right. It's just a, it's a balance and perspective and Yeah, yeah. and also if you just need a creative outlet, like these are praiseworthy things to be making because they are
1: reducing single-use garbage. For that's right, and they make great gifts. Like if you love giving a handmade gift on a holiday or just because, Mm -hmm. I think it's more exciting to receive something handmade because somebody thought, "Oh, you might like this." Yeah, Um, then you know, being sort of forced to go out for a birthday and buy.
0: Yeah, exactly. And y- I usually like receiving handmade gifts unless it's somebody's like failed attempt. And they're like, what <laughs> do it. I do with this? Yeah, That's a different story. <laughs> but if it works out well. <laughs> yeah. Someone who I won't name. <laughs> Is it me?
1: No. Because <laughs> <laughs> it probably was me. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a tricky one for sure. Your DOIs have to be like giftable if you're gonna try to pass them off to somebody
0: else (laughs) (laughs) so maybe so um one thing that i wanted to know about the beeswax wraps um if over time say you just did the beeswax pellets and you didn't have the oil mixed in there too i think the oil helps make them more flexible and Mm -hmm. not crack as much over time if you have one that's cracking how do you kind of revive it
1: yeah. I think if you're just doing the beeswax pellets, like if you have a, maybe a store bought one or somebody who's done it mm-hmm. more professionally than, uh, like my own kitchen, I, I think you could put some pellets or like grate some beeswax over, over your thing and just melt it a little bit in the oven on a really low heat for literally pretty much the same minute way that or you two minutes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think that like when I did mine with just straight up beeswax, they lasted not very long. Um, efficiently, but I still have them or some of them. And I just we always save all the broccoli elastics. <laughs> For instance, when I like part? wrap up my cheese or whatever, oh, um, yeah. I just fold it into the wrap and I just take a, one of those thick broccoli elastics because I never know what else to do with them, um, <laughs> except put them in the drawer. And I just use yeah. that to help the, the wrap sort together. of hold it hold itself together.
0: Yeah. My mom's gonna love that I say this, but uh, her tip with broccoli elastics, those really like small around and really wide ones, mm-hmm. if you take the elastic and you cut it so that you have two skinny elastics instead of one wide elastic, if you can imagine what I'm saying. Does I that think make so. Sense? Yeah. Okay. You just um Cut yeah, so half, like, you just fold it flat and you, you cut it in half so that it's uh, like two elastics instead of no elastics. And uh, then you can stretch them more easily because they are thinner. Huh. And then you have a
1: more useful elastic that's yes. that's such like a, a mom hack right yeah like, there you go I never would have thought of that <laughs> and that's you're cool. a mom <laughs> I am but <laughs> that's like that's like a smart that's, mom hack. like a seasoned mom <laughs> yeah exactly someone who's exactly. been around the block a couple of times <laughs> so good on you, adults yeah. <laughs> no
0: <laughs> so I think that's all of our DIYs I think Uh, Like I said before, we're going to put links to everything in the show notes so you can grab it there and I'll probably share it in our Instagram stories throughout the week. All the different DIYs that we do officially talk about, I'll try and amalgamate a (laughs) list based on what I hear as I edit. But yeah, I think that it's such a valuable thing and an empowering thing to be able to reduce your single use garbage by being able to make something for yourself. And so whether you're crafty or not, I think that we have a variety of options for people to just pick one thing and try. Um, And if you have a favorite DIY that we haven't talked about, then definitely send us a message. Send me a message on Instagram. If you make any of these, then you should take a picture and tag us because yeah. that would be awesome. I'd love to see it. All of your adorable fabrics that you find in <laughs> thrift shops. Oh, thanks so much for being on no our <laughs> Let's
1: Let's see what you get out of this.
0: Thanks again for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed today's episode, you'd likely enjoy the previous half of our Zero Waste DIYs, which was episode 114. And if you'd like to see more of these kinds of episodes, just let me know in an email. All of the ideas that we talk about today will be in the full show notes available at practicallyzerowaste.ca. The link will be in this episode's show notes, or you can head straight to the website and grab it all under episode 116 there. If you'd like to support the show, keep the batteries recharging and the website domain paid for, you can head to coffee.com elsbethcallahan slash Elspeth Callahan, that's k-o-fi.com slash Elspeth Callahan to buy me a cup of coffee, or you can leave a rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. Both of those options really help the show continue and lets me know what kind of content you most enjoy. If you're on Instagram, keep an eye out this week in our stories for all the random DIY content, but also a few questions to help give me a sense of the kinds of topics you'd like to see in the coming year. If you want to let me know directly or just tell me how you're doing, you can email the show at waste at gmail.com or message me on Instagram at practicallyzerowastepod. That's all from me this week. Enjoy crafting or getting outside or both. Have a great week, everyone, and talk to you soon.